0: Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Monday, October 9th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and this is the show where I talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. I'm just going to check over there. It looks like we got good audio levels and the video looks good. So uh, we're ready to rock and roll. Um, as you may know, we were not here Friday and um, we didn't do a Saturday. Uh, 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 um, what I what I want to call that? <laughs> Uh, where we take all the different videos from the week and put them together and release it as automation this week. Just been very busy preparing for the uh, virtual event I'm taking part in. Uh, One of my sponsors asked us to uh, take part in that, so that's been uh, tying up a lot of my time. But in any case, before we get started with the show, I did want to uh, just ask you, if you do enjoy this series, please give us a like, a sub, and share, because it really helps us grow our audience and find new vendors to cover on the show. And new sponsors to sponsor the show like Siemens Cymatic. That is a Siemens Industrial Automation System or platform. And they are sponsoring today's show. So I want to thank Siemens for their sponsorship. And I will include a link to their industrial automation products over at automate.news. We did have somebody on Thursday say, hey, could you give us a copy of the links? Every single link we've done in all 120 episodes is at automate.news. All of them. And you can even filter them by vendor. So if if this, in case this is your first time watching, just want to let you know that. All right. From there, we go over to our first press release this morning. Siemens announced that they were rated the clear leader in industrial metaverse market. In the industrial metaverse market. Now, the reason I included this is because personally, I am an early adopter of VR. And that's typically when people think of the metaverse, they think of VR. And... um, As far as this chart is concerned, there's a lot of companies we cover on this chart. I don't know if I can make it any... No, let me make it too much bigger. But in any case, I I find it very interesting to see what the different uh, vendors are doing and what they're considering the industrial metaverse. So a lot of times it does not involve VR. A lot of times it involves 3D simulation or whatnot. So I wanted to include that this morning. And we also have a new article about cybersecurity in Buildings now, you a lot of us don't have anything to do with uh, building management systems, although some of you out there do. I know you do, um, because I've visited your plants and I've seen how you integrated into them. And a lot of times you're using BackNet for that, right? So this article from Siemens talks about the new BackNet, or new to me, anyways, BackNet Secure Connect, which I thought was very interesting reading through this this morning. And uh, there's links to a brochure, an ebook, and so on, talking about backnet sc. So if you're using backnet and you want to learn more, check out this link. From there we go over to Emerson and they had a couple of press releases on their automation systems, which I thought very interesting. First of all, they had one talking about their boundless automation vision. Now, this is their vision of what is to come in the next few years and uh, in this they talked about a lot of different things. They talked about um let's see some of the highlights, their new edge environment they talked about their automation platform and some of the new features. We'll talk about that in a minute, including their new PK flex controller. They also talked about their software as a service, their cloud-hosted host, solutions, and other things. So if you're using um, Emerson, you know either Delta V or Ovation, check this out. It's very interesting uh, press release. I wanted to dig into another one they had, though, a little bit more. And this is for their Delta V version 15 feature pack 1. And there's a lot of different stuff in this new feature pack, but the one that caught my eye was um, down here, their support for ethernet APL, right? Very important process uh, as well as Profinet. So two big additions to their uh, Delta V PK controller. Now they didn't show any pictures in this article. So I went and I found the, uh, the version 15 feature pack announcement and this had a nice picture of the PK controller so if you haven't seen what that looked like there's a picture on the screen right now and they have a lot more information about it if you're an amazon user or looking to implement the pk controller from there we go over to uh, code now code had a new um they've added a new ladder diagram which is pretty big right but um and they don't really go into details of what's new about this new ladder diagram editor which kind of i was kind of a little bummed out about but they did talk about, um, the existing ladder editor is go- not going anywhere. They still, it's still the LD FBD, uh, editor is still, uh, preferred for FBD. And they talked, they talked about, look, if your ladder routines are already optimized, there's no need to upgrade to this new editor, right? But if you're working on a new project, then you'd probably want to use the new editor. So I'd love to learn more about this, but this press release, uh, was cut off the presses this morning from there. We go to a press release from Premio. They make industrial computers, and they announce uh, that they're adding support for the Helio, H-A-I-L-O, Helio, um, uh CPUs. Uh, and I thought this was very interesting. So I haven't seen this before in another industrial computer company. But these uh, these chipsets, these processors, are designed specifically for AI applications. And now you can add them to your Premio uh, looks like the RCO 1000, 3000, and 6000 series of industrial computers. With that, we go over to FCI, Fluid Components International, and they're announcing that their ST80 and ST100A flow meters now meet the EPA's methane reduction requirements. So you'll know if you need this, but that's 40 CFR pot 60, sub pot 000. And, um, in any case, so I wanted to share that if you needed a flow meter that uh, that needs to meet that requirements, they call it the quad o. Quadro, and then from there we go to Inductive Automation. They have this great article; it's a fairly long article too. It's a, a recap of ICC twenty twenty three. Now we've covered a lot of the news from IC twenty twenty three over the last couple uh, few days, and um, but this article kind of put everything in one place, uh, you know, and it talked about um, the event and as a whole. And I talked about some of the fun things they did here at the show, including the build-a-thon where they put, put uh, two uh, integrators against each other to build, up, uh, to build up a system based on some criteria. And then uh, the audience voted on which one they liked better. With that, they also talked about the upcoming latest, newest release of Ignition coming. And uh, it's going to include new drivers for the Micro 800 from Alan Bradley, Gen 2, DMP3, Google Maps-powered map component, and uh a tag reference tracker which apparently is the number one requested um feature so that's cool from there we go over to an article from opto 22 about their time at icc 2023 and uh, i thought i was very interested to see what you know opto 22 as a partner with inductive what they were showing at um icc uh 2023 and uh it was just i found it very interesting to see what their high points was from the show and uh from there, we go over to an article from Software Toolbox about OmniServer. Now, if you've never used OmniServer, I used it back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think it was even before Software Toolbox had even bought them. Um, it used to be, I think, the Scotty's OmniServer. But anyways, it was a great tool to communicate ASCII. So if I was I had an rsview 32 system back in the day, and I was trying to communicate the devices via ASCII, a lot of, like, Eurotherm uh, temperature controllers or... Omega, you know, IO would have like this custom ASCII communication protocol. And so we would deploy Omni server to talk to all those devices, typically over 485 in any case. Um, so I thought this was very interesting. If you have an application like that, definitely check that out from there, we go over to a new article from Cognex. And today they're talking about why did my code fail the decode quality parameter? So if you're doing any type of barcode reading. Or 1D or 2D reading, they're showing some 2D codes up here. Um, this article kind of goes through of, you know, what can cause that issue and also talks about, you know, what are the, some of the solutions to that. All right. And from there, we go over to our featured product today. In honor of our sponsor today, Siemens, we are featuring the Siemens S7, 1200 and 1500 online course from theautomationschool.com. I added a two new lessons on Saturday morning. Um, one of them is on the, uh, extruded aluminum. Oh, look at all the noise I'm making here. If you're listening, you're like, what's that? So I got my, uh, on my workbench here, I got a bunch of extruded aluminum, T-slotted extruded aluminum. So I added a lesson on this, on the, exactly the parts and pieces I'm using. And this new vendor I found, um, previously I was ordering three, 10 foot sections and the shipping was about a hundred bucks, right? Not very good. I live in the middle of nowhere. So everything has to be shipped in from uh, a couple hours away. But in any case, um, this new vendor I found um, not only will ship for free, two-day free shipping, but they also do custom cuts. You know, not having to do the cuts here, and set up the saw and all the metal flakes that go all over the place. um, It's awesome to have them do all the cuts for me, and they got it perfect. I assembled it in the lesson, and I I showed the students, uh, you know, what I was doing to build my new test stand for the new uh, ultimate courses I'm filming. So I added that to both the S7 course and all the ultimate courses. Also added one on terminal blocks. I know most of you out there have your favorite and most of my students already have their favorite terminal blocks vendors and you know, keep using them, right? But uh, for anybody who was uh, building something at home and, and didn't want to involve their the terminal block vendor they work with at work, um, you know, I shared with what I was using here again from a company that does two day free shipping and you can just order it right online. So perfect for somebody building something at home, at least in my opinion. But in any case, from there, we go over to a uh, Opto22 blog. And this is about their tools in Groove Manage, specifically related to Opto OptoMPP. I'm sorry, MMP, which is their memory map protocol. So if you need that, check out this blog. It was pretty in-depth. And uh, they also had, Opto22 also had a uh, application note about Lethbridge. God, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Lethbridge College and how it gained f- a flexible automation system with Opto 22 for their microclimate uh, research. And I just thought it was interesting to see what the college was doing up in Canada and uh, how they were using Opto 22 in the automation of that system. And there's some pretty cool pictures here from the, uh, from the uh, college on what they're doing up there. So interesting application note. We also had one from Red Lion. This one talks about Red Lion, how they implemented one of their... Uh, their firewalls to help a uh, agricultural processing company with their wireless network. So uh, they were just, they're having a lot of issues with their wireless connection to a couple of remote PLCs. And this tech note or application note goes through and talks about how they resolved it with their firewall. So I thought that was pretty interesting. From there, we're over to videos and uh, there's a new video from Acromag, and this is how to use Thermocouple transmitters to monitor temperatures in paint systems. So, this is an application note and it's featuring Acro Maggie. And uh, I just love the simple animation they use in these and uh, just the name of the character, Acro Maggie. It's just funny. But in any case, it's an enjoyable video if you're interested in that stuff. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit about the automation show. So, my goal was to bring back the automation show live on Tuesday afternoons. I've gotten so wrapped up in this virtual event. What was supposed to be a little cameo, like a 10 minute cameo presentation, somehow, without my knowledge or consent, turned into a 45 minute presentation. So we may not have a live edition of the Automation Show tomorrow afternoon. I am planning on bringing it back. I got lots of ideas of what we're going to do. Of course, it'll be live. So just like this morning at the beginning, things may not always work out right. But, you know, that's that's live TV for you, right? But in any case, I did want to announce that because I may not uh, um, have it uh, tomorrow afternoon, depending on if I finish with this other thing. But from there, we'll go over to uh, updates. So we have a a new SciCam A8000 uh, support package on the CP8031 and 8050. That's from Siemens, by the way, if you're listening. We also have a Siemens firmware update for the ET200SP IM155 6PN as well as a hotfix, hotfix number three, for step seven, 5.7 SP1, and step seven professional 2021 SR1. So if you're using any of those, you definitely wanna check out this hotfix and see if it's for you. With that, uh, Rockwell had several new uh, documents available this morning. First of all, they have a brochure on their ASIM 6300. Some people say awesome. To me, it looks like ASIM 6300 uh, line of industrial computers. And if we come here, You can see that there's all kinds of different products in this line, but the one I zeroed in on was the, um, was the modular one where you can actually take the back half off of the monitor and mount it separately. That seems pretty cool. seems like a lot of vendors are offering that option these days, but if you're interested in that line, you'll see there's a new brochure on that also um, there's some new information on the micro 800 controller starter packs. The, the quick reference I like because it has links to all the micro 800 documentation you may ever need. So it does tell you how to hook up the input simulator. We actually have one here. Um, we had covered, oh, gee, was the 850, micro 800, 850 starter pack. It must be eight years ago now, quite a while ago. But in any case, uh, this document has links to all the current uh, documentation you would need to get up to speed on the micro 800. Then they released a starter pack quick start. And this actually, this could be called a micro 800 quick start because Yeah, it includes some information about the starter pack itself, but then it includes, like, getting started with the Micro 800. I thought it was excellent. They cover, you know, how to connect for the first time, how to get the software, how to set up communications, how to write your first program. They even go through doing a timer. So I thought it was very interesting and just updated. And uh, and for anybody who's getting started with the Micro 800, of course, we have a course over at theautomationschool.com, but this document is excellent and highly recommended. From there, they had another uh, document out. This is their uh, Plant-Wide Ethernet Architecture Design and Implementation Guide. This is co-authored by Rockwell Automation, Panduit, and Cisco. And the one thing I'd like to call out in these guides, I ref- I'll send people links to these quite often, is um, you know when you're, when you're doing industrial automation, you don't connect that directly to your IT network. You know The experts say you need a firewall between the two of those. For obvious reasons, it's like you need a firewall between your, your network and the internet, okay? So in any case, um, you know, if you're not doing that, you're not secure. And if you're not secure, you're not safe, right? We talked about that last week. From there, they also had an, a new manual on their PointIO and armorPoint device logics modules. I love these things. I don't actually think I have one of these, but device logics is like a programming you can do right on the IO module itself. I always thought it was really cool. I know a lot of people out there thought so as well. And so they have a brand new manual on that. I don't know if they even still make these products, but I always thought they were really cool. And finally for Rockwell, we have a new Armour PowerFlex AC drive user's manual. This is Bulletin 35E and 35S. Over on the Siemens side, we have three new manuals. We had one on CyProtect, covering uh, cover at IEC 61850. We also had one on PowerLink IP, and we had one on the 3RS2 temperature monitoring relays. Okay, and with that, we're over to our other science and technology section. I just thought some of these videos from IEEE Spectrum, you know, they try to curate a bunch of fun videos from the internet, and um, I thought these were cool. This guy, this is called a a, uh, morphing robot, and um, I just really loved how... The I guess it's a college or a university right? They um, they made the legs very flexible so it could crawl underneath a divider and then stand up and go across a narrow bridge. I just thought it looked so funny and interesting. Um, there's another one in here too, uh, which I saw looked really cool. Like we've all seen probably seen the uh, the dog like robots from I think it's Boston Dynamics um, or robotics, but this company. Limix Dynamics, they have a, a dog looking like robot, but instead of feet, it has wheels. And uh, just some of the things this thing could do. I mean, think about it. you put Instead of feet, you put wheels. I mean, think of all the cool things you could do. And I really enjoyed this video, so you guys may too. But I thought it was pretty cool. And uh, with that, if you guys think I missed any news this morning, uh, please use the Submit News link to send it in. Also, if uh, you want to send in your opinion or you think I got something wrong... Um, please uh, use the talkback link. I also want to thank today's sponsor, Siemens, and their Cymatic Industrial Automation System. Um, some really cool stuff. We've covered the S7-1200, 1500, and the HMIs quite a bit on the, course, uh, on the show. And we've also uh, you know, had several of their experts on as well. So great stuff they have over there at Siemens. And we want to thank them for sponsoring today's show. With that, I just want to thank, we got, I think, 10 new people over the weekend over at... Um, Automation.locals.com. You guys can fact check me on that, but we're up to 1260, I think. So just want to thank everybody who uh, is following us over there, as well as everybody who picked up a copy of my ebook or video collections last week. Thank you very much. Every penny goes right back into our show and site. Also want to thank everybody who picked up a coffee cup or a t-shirt as well. With that, just a reminder, especially for that guy from last week, every single link we've ever talked about in all 120 plus episodes this year, you will find it at automate.news. No www, no.com. It's just automate.news. And we can now sort them too now. I guess I didn't need to say now twice. But in any case, you can filter them by, uh, you know, vendor or by type or whatnot. I also want to thank, we had a couple of recent podcast uh, guests on who sponsored the episode to make a Mad free. And so I definitely want to thank both uh, Soft PLC. That was a very interesting uh, show as well as on Logic's so also very interesting for sponsoring the episodes to make them ad-free. So you didn't have to listen to any ads during those two podcasts. And you know, I'm gonna go to the full site here. I did something a little bit different over at the automationblog.com. When it comes to shows, I added this dropdown. And so I separated. Now, if you click on shows, you just get all the videos, right? But in the drop-down, you can see the automation podcast, the acronym TAP, and we call that the product and technology uh, show. Uh, we have uh, TAD. The Automation Demo, we have the Automation Show, Automation Tech Tips, Automation Minute, and this show, The Morning Show. So I kind of made a drop down there that links to each of those shows. So if you just want to see, you know, filter, let's say, just by podcast episodes, you can do that, and it'll show you all the podcast episodes we had. Here, you can see the OnLogix one I was talking about, Here you can see the Alan Browley one I was, um, the Alan Browley migrations with soft PLCs. Um, I am talking to Schneider to do HMIs, you know, we had him on to talk about their PLCs, about their smart motor starters. Looking forward to getting them on about HMIs and about VFDs. Also, I I can't wait to get Siemens back on. They got a virtual PLC and some other really cool stuff they're working on. And just so many great guests. I guess I shouldn't have started naming them because I I got a whole list of like 10 or 15 people that I'm in uh, communications with to get on the show. So, uh, in any case, with that, um, that about wraps it up for today's show. If you did enjoy it, please, again, give us a like, a sub, and a share. It really helps us grow our audience and find new vendors to come on the show and new vendors to follow as well. Of course, if you don't think we're following your favorite vendor, let me know. Use the talkback link. And with that, I just want to wish you all a courageous, fearless, and awesome day. And until next time, my friends, peace.